0: On today's show, the Yankees are bad. They've been bad for a while, and they continue to be bad. And things are not getting easier for them as they will be facing the Rays this weekend. So, what will we be talking about on this off day? We'll just be complaining about the Yankees, talking about the last two games against the Angels, and trying to figure out what the heck this team needs to do to turn things around. All next on Locked On Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankee fans. It's Thursday, September 1st. Welcome to Lockdown Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. Thank you for making Lockdown Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch us on YouTube. And you can like and subscribe and do all those good things. And today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. You can do anything on your phone these days. That's great for anti-social people like me. The Yankees. Are horrible. There's no sugarcoating it. They're bad, okay? Since July 9th, they're 18 and 29. In that same time, the Astros are 29 and 19. In that same time, I believe the Rays are 28 and 19. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? <sighs> the Rays are only six games behind the Yankees with six games left to play against the Yankees, three of them this weekend. We will get to that on tomorrow's show. Today's the off day. Tomorrow will be the preview of the Tampa series, because do we want to get into that yet? No, we do not, because we need to talk about the Angels series and how bad the Yankees are looking and how they're not doing anything to help themselves at all. Other teams are calling up young kids. The Yankees have a chance to. With rosters expanding, Yankee fans are begging for the Yankees to do something cool. Like bring up Peraza. Because really, what could you lose at this point? Other than more games. And other than the division lead. And other than collapsing in an epic way. The thing that annoys me about this team is they're so set in their ways that it's a detriment to them. They rely too much on the numbers, but not in the right way. And I'm not going to blame Aaron Boone for coming out and defending Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He can't come out and say that his player sucks. But you also can't say that he's one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball because that is not true. At all. The metrics don't back that up. Every time that guy's making a routine play, he double clutches. Every time. It's so frustrating to watch. The Yankees had the perfect opportunity to get a good shortstop. And they didn't. And then they have a couple of shortstops down in the minors that they could call up to replace the shortstop that's not doing a great a great job for them in the majors, and they refuse to do it. As I just said, other teams are calling up their young guys because they're trying to win games. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, or like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat, but it almost feels like the Yankees aren't doing anything because they kind of want to get rid of Aaron Judge, and what better way to get rid of Aaron Judge than to collapse in an epic way and either miss the playoffs or lose in the wild card round <laughs> after being the best team in baseball for the first three uh, months of the season. I thought of this a couple of weeks ago and then I, you know, talked myself down from it and said, no, that's crazy. Don't think that way. But they're not doing anything to help the team. They're not. Aaron Boone keeps doing things that are not helping the team, like changing the lineup all the time putting guys in spots in the lineup that they don't like being in, messing with the lineup when it's successful, and then changing it up and ruining the flow. I don't care about matchups. I really don't. They're too hung up on that. Just put the best lineup out there. And Brian Cashman... It came out last week that he's going to be back next year. Should he be back next year if this collapse continues? I don't think so. It's 25 years. And one championship that's actually his. Because let's be real, the dynasty championships have more to do with Stick. And Watson. And not Brian Cashman. So the Yankees dropped two out of three to the Angels. And we're going to talk about last night's game specifically because it's fresh in our memory. And the most frustrating. Because you have your so-called ace on the mound who gets rattled by something and then gives up a three-run home run to Shohei Otani. That puts the Yankees in a hole that they can't recover from. Same S different week since July. Can we go back to the April, May, and June Yankees? I miss those guys. But before we get into it, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, You live nearby, you could make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over thanks again for making lockdown yankees your first listen every day subscribe to locked on yankees on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you get notified when each episode premieres. So last night's game. Oh, boy, people. (laughs) Did anyone else know? After that era? I just knew it. Garrett Cole has this wonderful... No, it's not a wonderful characteristic. I was trying to be sarcastic. This horrible characteristic of his where something goes wrong and then he loses it. Now, Shohei Otani is a good player. Obviously. He's an MVP. Caliber caliber player this year and an MVP. But what are you doing, Cole? You're supposed to be the ace of the staff. You're getting paid $324 million. You can't let the play of your teammates screw with you that much. Suck it up and throw a good pitch. What are you doing? I don't understand him. He drives me crazy. And people are always joking about the lack of sticky stuff. But he's shown us that he can pitch. It's just this, it's not an every other start thing. But it's every few starts he has a blow-up like this. Now, this wasn't that big of a blow-up. And honestly, the offense should be able to score more than three runs against the Angels when Shohei Ohtani is pitching. And, all right, for being real, they could do it while he's pitching because the Yankees have his number for some reason. But I just can't stand this. I'd been sticking up for him. You know, I stuck up for him after the wild card game. He had the hamstring problem, but he's showing up small in, I won't say yesterday was a big game. It's not a big game, but it's a game the Yankees needed to win because the Yankees need to keep winning series and they're not doing that against bad teams. I know it's a West Coast trip. I warned you before the West Coast trip that they always have this habit of no matter how the other teams are doing. They sometimes played down to their level. They did it with the A's in the second two games. And they did it with the Angels for two out of three. The Angels are not a good team. As I said the other day, yes, they have two generational players on their team. Perennial MVPs. But the Angels as a whole are not a good team. They went two out of four And one out of three (laughs) to the fourth and fifth place teams in the AL West. This team that was cruising along all season is having trouble making it to 80 wins while the Dodgers have hit 90 already. But let's get back to the defense. Isaiah Kinder falefa is a nice dude. He really is. But he has no place on this team. The Yankees need to call someone up who can play shortstop. And when was the last time the Yankees developed a good shortstop? Derek Jeter? (laughs) Yes. I'm not kidding. It's Derek Jeter. That's the last good shortstop they've produced. Derek Jeter is 48 years old. He's been retired since 2014. He was elected into the Hall of Fame. It's been a long time since he even played for the Yankees. And it's been a long time since he came up. And they haven't done anything good with a shortstop since him. But they have guys in the minors who could break that cycle. And they're not doing anything about it. I guess the Yankees were too busy announcing their new soccer deal yesterday to care. It's embarrassing. This feels like the rant that I did against Hal and Cashman when the Donaldson, Isaiah Kynner-Falefa, Gio, Gary deal was first made. I'm feeling the same way now. I'm almost feeling vindicated at this point. And yes, the Yankees still have a six-game lead in the AL East, but that can shrink down to three after this weekend in Tampa because we know how they play in Tampa lately. And with the way they played in August only winning 10 games, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. So don't be surprised if the Yankees' AL East lead is down to three. By Sunday night. Something needs to be done. I don't know what. Exactly. I mean, I have an idea. They really need to get rid of Cashman. He's not doing anything anymore. He's not. It doesn't work anymore. They need new blood. He's been there long enough. And I'm so mad that Kim Ng is with Marlins because I would have loved for her to become the Yankees GM. Maybe someday down the line she will. But I really wish he could become the GM now. They definitely need to get rid of Boone. I'm sure he's a great players manager. The players have nothing bad to say about him. Although they do kind of, sort of, when they voice their displeasure at hitting in places where they're not used to hitting. That's kind of an indictment on Boone and the front office and anyone else who helps him make those lineup card decisions. As I said earlier in the show, why are you messing up what's working? And he always seems to do that. Andrew Benintendi batting leadoff was working really well. It didn't work well when he was batting behind Judge. So don't do that again. Make sure he's ahead of Judge in the lineup from now on, please. But it's just amazing to me that this team went from... Oh my God, this is one of the best Yankee teams we've seen in a generation. To, oh my God, they're playing like the 1991 Yankees. We can actually say that now. We can say it because they were just as bad as them in August. Just by one game. The 1991 Yankees won nine games. The 2022 Yankees won ten. It's pathetic. It's pathetic how bad this team is. And you know what? I can't even be happy about Aaron Judge sitting on the edge of... Tw- He's almost up to 52 home runs. He's almost up to the number he had in his rookie year. No, excuse me. He had 53. They called one back. Even though they shouldn't have. And they called it a double, even though they shouldn't have. So in my head, he has 53 home runs, Pete Alonso. But I can't even be happy about Aaron Judge. This should be the season where I have... A portion of the show dedicated to Aaron Judge and how he does each game. And, ooh, it's the home run watch because Aaron Judge might be hitting 60 home runs this season. I can't even do that. This team is making me miserable. I can't even be happy about Judge hitting all these home runs. You're going to go three and four against the Angels and the A's? Give me a break. And then you have people who think, oh, well it's September now, maybe they'll flip a switch. How are they gonna flip a switch? They didn't flip a switch from July to August. Don't forget, July wasn't that great either. And people were assuming, "All right, well once the calendar turns to August, they'll be fine. Were they? No! They were worse! What's gonna happen in September? September doesn't get any easier. The schedule doesn't get any easier. And now we're getting to the point where we have to be worried about the fact that they have games against the Orioles at the end of the season because the Orioles can screw with them. There's no sense of urgency from this team. None. We're more urgent than they are. (laughs) We're flipping out more than they are. Something needs to happen. This is embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. So the September call-ups will be happening. Oswald Peraza will not be one of them. Because God forbid the Yankees do something exciting. Because I really feel like they think the same as some of the fans. Oh, we'll just flip a switch. That's not how it works. And sure, you'll, you'll think back to history. You'll think back to... The 98 Yankees, you'll think back to the 2000 Yankees. Oh, well, they flipped a switch on in the playoffs. They were fine. Yeah, okay. The 98 team was amazing. They won the division very early in September, and then they had a bad September. Because they had the division locked up. They didn't have to worry about a playoff position. And yes, I know, Joe Torre went nuts on them and told them to pick it up and be like, "Uh, you can't play this bad and then go into the playoffs and think you're going to play okay. Play okay. Now they ended up doing that. And 2000, I mean, the 2000 Yankees won 87 games. They were lucky their division was awful. (laughs) But they had that World Series experience. They'd won back-to-back in 98 and 99. So 2000, it was kind of like, all right, we know how to do this. This team, this Yankees team does not know how to do that. They didn't even show up to the wildcard game last year. I mean, sure, everyone yells about coal, but no one else did anything either. They're not going to be able to flip a switch. It's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. They need to get their stuff together. They need to remember how they were playing in April, May, and June and replicate it. Because what's happening now... Is not fun for anyone. And the thing about it is, they're not getting killed in games. They're losing close games, but in heartbreaking fashion, which is even more frustrating. Because the offense is barely hitting. It happened in the extra inning game against the A's on Saturday. It happened last night. The offense basically did nothing. You can't keep relying on just Aaron Judge to hit home runs or anyone just to hit home runs. You have to build things up. Run production. Get a single every once in a while. And then they had a chance to do something in the ninth inning and nothing. Two on, no outs. Aaron Judge is stuck. If it were April, May, and June, they probably would have won last night's game. They would have found a way to win. That's the difference. That team found a way to win. This feels like a freaky Friday sort of thing. Someone, I keep talking about flipping switches, but someone literally flipped a switch, switch and made this team horrible. And it seemed to have happened overnight. And they can't get out of it. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's one thing for a team to be awful all season. I've seen that as a Yankee fan. I keep mentioning them. 90, 91. But for a team to play the way they played at the beginning of the season, to turn around and be this bad in the same season is unprecedented. They really need something to inject life into them. People thought maybe Oswaldo Cabrera could. They need more. They need guys who can play shortstop. And I'm not going to be mad at Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, for his age, I'm saying for his age, I'm 11 years older than him. But in baseball years, he's old. He's playing a great third base. He really is. And that was just a fluky bad thing. Sure, he's not great offensively this season. We can all say that. But he's been doing really well defensively. And I'm not going to get really angry with him about his error. But Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, it's been all season. And there have been so many other plays that weren't ruled errors that should have been. So he's much worse than it even seems in some of those stats. And yet the Yankees are operating like it's fine that he's playing shortstop. It's not. He's one of the worst hitting shortstops in baseball. He's one of the worst defensive shortstops in baseball. I feel bad for him. He's not purposely doing this. But we're in September. You had a 17-game lead. It's down to six. You're playing the Rays for three this weekend. In slop a can of field as I like to call it, because I cannot stand that stadium because the Yankees can't play there. I'm afraid this is going to be another three-game sweep, and you should be too. After they played the Angels and the A's the way that they did, you think they're going to suddenly be okay against the Rays? No. If I were a betting person, I would bet on the Rays to sweep. I would also bet on the Rays to win the division. At this point, as you can tell, I am not happy about this. This is embarrassing. It's not fun. I'd rather talk about a good team on this show than have to complain for 25 minutes about how bad this team is right now. The other hosts on Locked On who have bad teams... Look to the future and think, okay, well, these guys may be coming up. We have these draft picks. Maybe in a couple years we'll be okay. I do a show about the Yankees. That doesn't happen. They don't do a hard reset. They do a fake rebuild like they did in the mid-2010s. It's not really a rebuild. When Yankee fans complain about how bad the mid-2010s were, I laugh at them. Because again, let's throw it back to 1990. When Andy Hawkins threw a no-hitter and lost for nothing because his team couldn't play defense behind him. That's what the second half feels like. I'm old enough to remember that year. I was 16 in 1990. Or turned 16 in 1990. Although I will say they did actually win on my birthday. They walked off. So I don't get to have that hopefulness. Which is really funny for me to say as a Yankee fan. But I don't have that hopefulness for the future. The championship window is closing. And Brian Cashman is not doing anything about it. He may think he is. He may think he's doing it in a smart way, but he's not. And Hal doesn't care. As long as the team is making money, he'll keep saying, oh, yeah, we're trying to win every year. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I know there are going to be, be, be people out there who say, well, they are spending money. They're not spending it smartly. Hello, Josh Donaldson? I know I just praised his defense, but taking on that money was stupid. You could have spent that $50 million on someone else. Like maybe Carlos Correa, who was only getting paid just over $100 million from the Twins on a shorter deal that the Yankees could have done. My God, I just yelled like Mike Francesa. This is how angry this team has made me. They've broken me. So tomorrow's show, Friday show, will be a preview of the Rays series. We'll talk about the guys who are being called up, none of whom are Oswald Peraza. <laughs> and we'll talk about anything else you need to know, you know, injury updates, because I'm sure guys are making progress or not making progress, depending on the guy. And we'll have all that good stuff for you. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can like us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube, watch us on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And just in time for football season, you can make your second listen, The Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. Try to enjoy your Thursday, try not to think about how bad the Yankees are, and we will talk to you tomorrow.